Hi gang and welcome to Effin Hormones, the podcast about perimenopause and beyond. This is the podcast where you get to hear me and my three mates, Terry, Bina and Helen, have a bit of a vent, a bit of a swear and a bit of a laugh as we negotiate our way through now what is trendily called midlife, apparently. Mm, uh, now in my day it used to be called middle age. In my day, that makes me sound 100, doesn't it? Well, you are uh, nearly. No one likes the term <laughs> midlife or middle age, do they? So we are banning it. Beg your pardon, Terry? Sorry, I didn't quite hear you there. <laughs> I'm so old, couldn't hear. Uh, so anyway, can you believe it is the start of a new year? So we thought we'd have a proper catch-up and a bit of a look back over 2022 because it was a big one. Uh, time to hear from the gang now. Here they are. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Happy New Year. Hi. Happy New Year. <laughs> this time last year, we were about halfway through Series 2. We spoke to Jen Brooks about syncing your cycle. We spoke to Kate Muir, which I was like massively like, oh, my gosh, Kate Muir. You've read her book since then, Terry, so it'll yeah, be interesting have, yeah. to hear what you've thought about Kate Muir's book. We also had our Series 2 finale where we heard from Hendrix, a trans man. We heard Hendrix... Hendrix's experiences of menopause and we spoke to Tanya Glyde who, uh, from Queer Menopause who uh, talked to us uh, about the non-binary experience as well. Then we won a British Podcast Award. <laughs> Can I just check, are we on Series 3 then now? I'm really confused. Oh my God. This is actually... <laughs> <laughs> Have you got dementia? Oh, what's going on? Oh my God. Oh, She's God. got brain fog. Ever. I, I mean, honestly, honestly, are we really on Series 3? I actually really memory, thought we were on two. <laughs> It's so bad. Your memory, I'm sorry, your memory is so bad. I thought thought you said the HRT was working. I know. I know. The the trouble is, it's like now I'm starting to blame stuff on the menopause, but anyone that's known me for more than about five years knows that it's partly a lie because I've always just had a shit memory and partly just too much. It's half menopause, half too many bottles of wine over my last 51 years. (laughs) Brilliant. I love it. So so we won a British podcast award. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we've started, we started series three. <laughs> right, did we? Okay. Me and Bina got completely dwarfed by Idris and Sabrina Elba and yeah. uh, ended up in, in, in the newspapers with that photograph of us looking like absolute munchkins. Hobbits. Hobbits, slash hobbits in between. Yeah. Hobbits. Two, two of the most stunningly beautiful and tallest people I've ever met. If it hadn't been full length, I would have thought you two were on your knees. <laughs> Like Jimmy Cranky. <laughs> Just in case, yes. in case you haven't seen this picture, guys. Right, me and Bina. Like, how tall are you, Bina? I'm five foot two. I'm five two. And you're five. Right, so we're both five two. But I slouch. Uh, like, so I how smaller. how tall do you reckon Idris and Sabrina Elba are? Oh, no idea. They're at least, least six two. Double yeah. my height. <laughs> So there's this picture picture of us after the British because they gave handed us the British Podcast Award. This, we posted some pictures afterwards. And there's me and Bina in the middle. I mean, I literally like... came up to his elbow, like literally. <laughs> Idris elbow. Elbow's elbow. And then after we had a bit of a summer break, Emma, um, and then we started series three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that happened in July. <laughs> to be fair. You've you've not just got you, it's not all about menopause. You you have got a, a young baby and you are probably sleep deprived as well. Just in case you forgot that. Thank you. Yes. No. No. Yes. No. She was. She was. She was. She was like this way before Neve was born. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm blaming Neve. 
baby leaves. Going to get the blame for this. <laughs> and, and actually, yeah, my, God, come on. We've not even mentioned like the biggest thing that's happened is that you've become a mum. You've had a baby. I've had a little yeah. baby. She is, as we're speaking, eight months old. Yeah, Aww. she'll be one in March 2023. Oh my gosh, that's wow. going so fast. I know. Where does the time go? It's bonkers, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I can't even blame her for any of my mental disability because she sleeps like an absolute dream. Like the phrase sleeps like a baby was written for baby Neve. She sleeps from 9pm till 7am. Every time Emma tells me this, I feel a little bit sick inside. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, and I'm sorry, Emma, but the first thing that comes to my mind is you fucking bastard. I know, I know. That's why I feel really bad telling it to any other mums. So I bumped into a friend today who I hadn't seen for ages, actually. And she was asking me how motherhood was going. And I said, do you know what? I'm absolutely loving it. And I'm finding it very zen. And she was like, are you off your fucking mind? (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard anybody describe having a baby as zen. And I was like, no, honestly, you know, she sleeps really well. And I'm, you know, you do have a lot of anxiety and stresses and other pressures in your life. But also you have these moments where you just sit and you just stare at your baby and you look into each other's eyes and you just have pure mindfulness moments where you just do nothing but you are just at one with your baby and you don't sort of stop and meditate like that with any other time in your life I don't think so I'm finding motherhood very zen thank you And well, no we'll one let else you agrees off. with me ever. No, no, we'll, anyway. we'll let you off. Because let's face it, the first six weeks or so, they were pretty fucking stressful, weren't they? So, you know, you've come through a lot and, and yeah. you know, enjoy this time. Um, because she is beautiful. And we all thank love you. her very much. Yeah, we do, we do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so first six weeks in Alderhay, where she had heart surgery twice, was, yeah, a pretty horrific start by any stretch of the imagination, really. So we, we are glad that is over. And it was, it's weird, actually, when we look back at photos now, Siobhan can't even look at photos of the first couple of months, actually, because she's so skinny and she's so little and she, you know, she doesn't look great. Um, but she has made up for it since by drinking... Oh, she looks like a little pudding now. Yeah, she's a little pudding. She's a little Christmas She's got the pudding. best baby bracelets. I just love them. You know what I mean by baby bracelets? They're like rolls of fat, like the lines on the other. <laughs> so cute, squidgy. So, so how does it feel like you know menopausal mum? Yeah, I'm just getting on with it, really. I mean, as as I always said, it is easier, I think, being a mum to a new baby that sleeps well. Let me put that caveat in than actually going through the menopause because I was definitely sleeping better having a new baby, which is wow. bonkers to say, but it is true. So you've uh, you've got a bit of an update for <laughs> someone's had too much Christmas sugary sweets. Is everyone okay? Simmer down. She's Simmer still down. on the sherry. I know. Oh, I love a sherry. Um, oof, no, not for Bailey's me. For me. So I hear you've got you've got an update for us, Emma. Oh God! Right now, does anyone remember a little while ago when we got together? Um, online and somebody at the end of the conversation we were about to log off went Emma have you got your fan again do you remember yeah Yeah. back with the bloody fan Mm -hmm. the power fan yeah well this is a cautionary tale because let me tell you never ever under yes underestimate the menopause so series one was all about my menopause journey wasn't it and sort Mm -hmm. of negotiating the symptoms and negotiating GPs and finally getting HRT, losing my mind several times, crying a lot, having hot sweats, waking up every two hours, and then finally getting the HRT and thinking, 
End of the story. <sighs> Happy days. Here we are. Live happily ever after. And then I discovered literally about a couple of months ago, I started having hot flushes again. What? No. I have started waking up every two hours no. again. No. no. And I don't, I don't fully yet understand what's going on, but... Either my HRT has changed without me knowing, or the menopause has just come back to bite me on the arse, or something has changed. Sure. Um, so, cue lots of different trips to my doctor. Go on, Terry. I was going to say, you, you, your hormones still fluctuate even when you're in menopause. So, you know, um, hot flushes yeah. are on, and night sweats are because of the depleting estrogen, aren't they? So maybe you need a higher dose of estrogen. Obviously, we're not doctors, but have, have they increased your estrogen? Yeah, and I have been experimenting with that. So, because originally at one point they said stop taking three squirt today, go down to two. So I did that, but then the hot flushes got to come back. So now I'm back to three, and I feel like I'm just constantly readjusting what I'm supposed to be taking, basically. Um, so I keep, but the good thing is they are constantly monitoring me, and I'm always going in for blooming blood tests and checkups, and it is very confusing though for example at one point my doctor rang and said we've had your test results back and your testosterone level is 50 times what it should be (laughs) and i was like are you sure about this he was like no i'm actually not sure about this because i thought if it was 50 times what it should be i'd have a beard down to my knees by now i was gonna say you should be competing in the olympics by now (laughs) jeff capes (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's just bonkers. And then eventually he said, oh, well, I think what's happened is the uh, the lab has effed it up and we're having lots of problems with the lab sending the wrong results for the wrong people or oh. messing up. The- so it had to go back again. Um, and then eventually came back as being normal. So, But I have gone down on my testosterone as well. So, yeah, it's been a co- constant, like, upping stuff, downing stuff and trying to work out what the hell is going on with my body. It's not as bad as it was before, pre any HRT by any stretch of the imagination. I haven't had those awful crying on the back step moments and, you know... I was going to say, what about the mood public. swings? I mean, is that... It hasn't been that bad, no. My okay. anxiety's been quite bad, but it's been nothing like as bad as it was before. Mm. But it's just a reminder that, yeah, your hormones just fluctuate all the time. And just when you think you've got it sorted there's just a little bit of a wobble and it's not something you can just tick a box and go, oh, I've got my medication now, everything's going to be fine for the rest of my life. So it's just a bit of a, a cautionary tale, I think. And there was a hilarious moment at one point when the doctor rang me back and he went, I've got your test results. And he and he ra- read out this number. I've no idea what it was because numbers don't stick in my brain. So, for example, he might have said, oh, your um, um, such and such level is 5.7. And I went, what does that mean? And he went, I've no idea. <laughs> and I went, I beg your pardon? He said, I have no idea what it's supposed to be. Have you? And I went, no, you're the doctor. I don't <laughs> no. know what, it's, what levels are supposed to be. Really? And he oh went, well, who's, he's, who's, he literally went, oh, well, I'm going to have to ask, um, named the only female practitioner in the entire practice. Wow. I'm going to have to ask her. Then, next telephone conversation, oh, well, I don't really know what's going on here. I don't really know anything about this. Hang on a minute. And then was clearly went, oh, I'm on this website now and was just oh Googling. Oh, my God. Just Googling the menopause and ended up on the menopause clinic. No way. And trying to advise me over the phone. I was like, I can Google myself, thank oh you. God. I know how to Google. Literally, uh, I know, I was going to say, I know, who's, I know a woman who's got a course about this. Maybe you should yes. do it. Oh, my God. I actually did. I actually did say did that to him. Yeah. And then he tried to say he didn't have the time. Ah! 
Oh, no. Okay, just to remind the everybody that like, this is the the, uh, the course that was done in conjunction with um, Dr. Louise Newson and the and the Balance website and the Balance app, wasn't it? That um, quite a few thousands of uh, health practitioners have taken up now in the, in the uh, about menopause, twenty odd thousand. Uh, so far, twenty odd thousand, yeah, yeah, yeah have taken it up since I think that first Davina documentary that was on. Well, Channel clearly 4. not this one. Clearly yeah. not that not one. Not that one. No. But so I mean, it's, listen, it's great to sort of champion all those high, high numbers and everything. But it does just make you think, Jesus Christ, there's still a fuck of a long way to go, isn't there? I mean, come on. Well, and the other interesting thing is, well, it's not interesting at all. But I have moved house, so now I'm at a different doctor's. So now I've got to start. You can start it all, all over again. again the process all over again oh. because now my new doctor wants a medication review which is fine and fair and I'm actually quite pleased and hopefully they're better than the last lot of doctors but who knows we shall see watch this space God, it's such a lottery it's such a lottery it's quite refreshing though Emma that they want a medication review it means they're not just taking previous doctor's word yeah. for it that you're medicated no, or, exactly. or, or you, it's not actually medication it's hormone replacement isn't it but you know if you're having other medication as well it's important yeah. that they have a, a look at you holistically and I, th- I actually think that's quite refreshing that they want to do that it's quite proactive yeah and I'm more than happy to go in and actually see a doctor face to face because I never saw anyone at my last practice face to face yeah I was going to say how are you finding time. getting through to this new doctors I mean did you find that easier because the, the, the story last time was that you, you were just never getting through were mm. you no, I've got. Well, they have a, a, a waiting system now, and you get told that you're fifth in the queue or fourth in the queue, like you know, like you're calling your phone provider or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I got through, and I got an appointment. So happy day! A face-to-face appointment. Yes, yeah. I'm going to see a doctor for the first time um, since 2020. <laughs> Has it been that long? <laughs> it's all been on After the phone via Google. <laughs> I mean, look, clearly mm. we've had a pandemic in the way. Have you never requested a face-to-face appointment? No, I'm just grateful for anything because it's been that hard to even get them to call you back that, mm. on my last doctor's, so I haven't requested a face-to-face, no. And I suppose we were all just sort of thinking, oh, well, it's COVID and, you know. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't get an appointment at my doctor. I mean, my doctor's is the same. You can't get through. Yep. Impossible. Do you know what, though? I had an appointment with my nurse and I have been waiting for months for it. It's an asthma checkup, And... Um, you know, it, it it it's taken time. I mean, when I've tried to phone the GP, I'm not number five in the queue. I'm number thirty five, number forty five. When I when I ring five minutes before they've even opened, you know. So there is that you're having to constantly ring and ring, and I know how awful it is because it causes me stress just phoning and and being in that queue. But when I finally saw the nurse the other day, mm-hmm. honestly, I I just you know I think we need to champion how hard they're working to 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 deal with the patients they do see. Oh yeah, and how how helpful and, and bending over backwards they are even though they're they're absolutely swamped when you do see them I think the ones that are good and worth their salt are absolutely trying aren't they yeah 100% agree with you on that score Terry yeah it's, yeah they're yeah. swamped aren't they it's absolutely they are swamped point. they are swamped they are yeah well said I agree Agreed. it's hard been on the receiving end but I agree that they're they've got a hard job it's not in question you know the, the poor people who are trying to deliver a service are the ones who are well, we see it in the press, you know, like we talk about it a lot, but it's seriously no shade at, at anyone either, is it? It's just, it's a question of, okay, you're, you're, that GP you just told us about there, Emma, I mean, at least he was honest, I'd say, mm. you know, he was honest and he was like, I don't know, I'll go and ask someone, um, you know, not just sort of fobbing you off with, well, of course I know best because I'm a medical professional. At least he had the kind of gumption to go, I don't know, you know, but go and 
go and learn about go and it. Learn, you yeah. know, if you know you don't know, go and learn about it. Mm-hmm. Just go and learn. So I have a bit of an update for you guys too, right? Mm-hmm. What do we think? Do we think that the symptoms that I've been experiencing for the past six years that made me really quite poorly <laughs> down the years, do we think it's been perimenopause or do we think it's been something else? I'm going to leave it up to you to guess. Ooh. What do we think? Remind us of your age and a couple of your worst symptoms. Jowls. (laughs) (laughs) Cheeky fucker. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still not happy about the jowls. Anyway, um, so my main symptoms were jowls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's really tickled me that. Um, Okay, migraines, exhaustion, um, like bad digestion um sometimes i get tingling in my feet actually um sounds like a hangover to me anxiety (laughs) racing heartbeat especially when i drunk alcohol i'd wake up at two o'clock in the morning with a racing heartbeat i actually got sent to i actually had the you know the sticky things on your chest and uh any one time uh because of that because of my racing heartbeat which was horrible um yeah, those were the main symptoms, which are absolutely bloody delightful. Yes. Every one of them fits with perimenopause. The other thing was, I um, the symptoms got worse at ovulation and just before my period. So they were, they were cyclical. And they're, honest to God, I, I tracked them for like three years. I mean, I'm still tracking them now. I still track, like, you know, tra- track my cycle. That's this six years on now. So they were worse at ovulation and just before. So when my estrogen was at its highest, they were uh, right. worse. Mm. And you never had hot flushes, though, did you? I remember you talking never about that. Never had a hot flush. No. no. Although you don't well, have you're to. not taking this really seriously. You're really mm. thinking here. I like it. Yeah. It's like a quiz. It's like Cluedo. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the bedroom with the HRT. Yeah. Was it the menopause or wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think? Come on, someone take a guess. Wait, you can like, vote on it. Vote on it. I'm sorry, I'm just hung up on the bedroom with the HRT. And I, I can't stop. <laughs> In the bedroom with the HRT. <laughs> Sounds like a good night. Like Viagra style. Yeah. I know, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, come oh, on, take well, a guess. What, what are we guessing? You've got to guess whether or not my symptoms were perimenopause or not. Well, I would have said, yeah. What's the option? Oh, or not is the yes option. Yes or no. Oh, yes or no. <laughs> Yes, no, vote now. Yes, no, I haven't got a fucking clue. Or I don't really care. Yeah, it, it's such a leading question. I think it's going to be no, it's not. Clearly a no. Ooh. I know, it's like the Brexit vote, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> are, we going, are we going to get a new NHS when we vote, Helen? Get a new bus. Yeah, 350 million pounds. Yeah, I know, I know. Go on, Em, what do you think? I'm going to say there's a twist in this tale, and I think it's no. Ooh, do, do, do. Okay, well, so. I'm doing the <laughs> Tales of the Unexpected. You're right. I haven't been perimenopause. She's not in the game. We'll kick you out now. <laughs> do you not think this is ironic, right, that I came up with the idea for a perimenopause podcast, produced it, got you lot to do it, <laughs> and then found out that I actually had, have... Uh, candida. So, do any of you know what candida is, or what happens to you? I have no idea. What's candida? I know all about candarel, but I don't know. Is it similar or not? I don't Sadly, know. no. 
Candarelle's like the fake sugar, isn't it? Okay. No, Candida, it's like an over... Right, so basically, in your gut, you know, they bang on about gut health and they bang on about good bacteria and bad bacteria and um, 80% of the bacteria in your gut is the good bacteria and 20% of the uh, of the bacteria in your gut is the bad bacteria. Candida's one of the bad ones, okay? And... Um, so it's not an STI? No, it's not an STI. Yeah. It's a yeast overgrowth. Oh, I thought you had an STI. <laughs> yeast overgrowth. It's the same as oh. thrush. So it's the same as thrush that you get down there or thrush that you get in your mouth, but you get an overgrowth of it. But yeah, it's considered bacteria. Yeah, oh. yeah. So um, you can get it through taking really strong antibiotics or antibiotics for a long time. You can get it from having um, stress and trauma. And that, that's actually what happened to me because I developed this after... So I had birth trauma. Um, after giving birth to my son and I was really quite ill for about two years afterwards and it was undiagnosed and during that time I developed generalised anxiety disorder and um, actually this is why um, I'm going to sort of introduce the A to Z of Perry and Menno. There is a hormonal link here guys, oh, I'll come okay. to that in a minute. Um, uh, I'm introducing the A to Z of Perry and Menno here and using the letter M for mental health because it's had a massive impact on my mental health down the years. And Candida has can have a terrible impact. Mm. It can cause anxiety. So the ironic thing was that I was going through therapy. I was getting the trauma sorted out and about I was getting much better like mentally. But I remember about halfway through it starting to feel really physically unwell. And it was... Um, just really bad digestion and bloating at the start. And I think a lot of people get this. Um, and I think it's possible that a lot of people have an overgrowth candida and don't know about it, you know, because the amount of people that say, oh, if I eat a load of white bread, my stomach just blows up like a football, right? So I've learned a heck of a lot about gut health, like in the past year. And actually, it's quite good for a look back over the year, because this time last year, I hadn't even seen my private consultant. So clearly, I'd had to pay to get all this worked out and sorted out. Gosh. I have paid a hell of a lot of money. I've had a lot of tests. Every single thing that's come out of my body has been tested. And um, that's what they discovered that, that it was. Now, the reason why it was cyclical is because um, the candida sort of like hides in your gut um, and it's covered by these things called biofilms. It hides behind these things called biofilms. And that kind of protects the candida and allows it to grow. And um, so your body starts releasing tons of histamine because your immune system's getting compromised and that's what it does it, it tries to kill off the histamine kills off bad stuff but the histamine can't get to the candida because it's hiding behind these biofilms and so it releases more histamine and that's why i started getting the histamine intolerance symptoms uh -huh. that i was talking about earlier in the summer so um the other thing that happened, I'm sorry, guys, this is probably a bit too much information, but I started developing lots of food intolerances because basically your gut kind of gets screwed up and um, things are going into your immune system that shouldn't be. And your immune system goes, whoa, what's this? What's this? And you start becoming intolerant to all the things that are going into the immune system that shouldn't be because everything's kind of getting messed up inside. So, um, yeah. And uh, um, I was going to talk about mental health because, yeah, it, I, I know that despite the fact that I've, uh, I've done a lot of work on sorting out the birth trauma and I've had a lot of CBT and I've had a lot of this therapy called EMDR therapy, which is absolutely amazing for trauma and I can't recommend it highly enough. It, it, cured, it healed me. Um, but I, I also know that I kind of get these times when I get really strong anxiety and it feels like really physical anxiety because, you know, it presents itself physically anyway, doesn't it? Um, but I could just feel it like it was like dropping on my body, like... 
And because I'd CBT'd myself up to the max, like I can properly go into my brain and go, yeah, you, you, that's not necessarily correct, is it, Helen? Does that person really mean that? Mm. Or is that really what the situation is? I can actually cross-examine my own brain now because I've done so much CBT therapy and that's that's why I found it so good. But it, it didn't make any difference. Like, the anxiety was just there. And I was, I was like, there's no reason for this anxiety, no reason at all. Um, it's just dropped on me. And it was the candida. And I'm really relieved about that. But I suppose I wanted to introduce M for mental health because the fact is... I've been poorly for six years. It caused me problems at work. It caused me, it, 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 there's a grind that goes on when you have long-term health problems that I know everybody going through menopause or perimenopause and struggling with it can identify with. And there's a grind that you go through from going backwards and forwards to GPs and none of them knowing what to do. Uh, and then at the end of it, being told that I had health anxiety that, that, that really fucking gets you down, mm. to be frank. So I defy anybody to not have issues with their mental health from having gone through all of this. Um, and I suppose I, I, the similarities with the perimenopause and everything are so striking because I've had to pay a lot of money before I got taken seriously and before uh, we found out what it was. And the hormonal link is um, that I was getting a build of, of estrogen in my body because my body wasn't expelling lots of toxins because of everything that was going on. And that means that, like, there was an estrogen buildup, and so that's the reason why it was cyclical. Mm. There you go. That's the story. God, no it took you six years to work it out. It's bloody complicated, isn't it? So candida causes a hormone imbalance. It can really affect the hormones as well. Well, I don't know all the ins and outs of all that, but I, I have been reading that actually candida, this, can ha this can happen, this can get a lot worse in perimenopause and menopause uh, as well. Okay. So there's Gosh. such a delicate balance of everything that so goes on. So what's the on. solution? Oh, kill the candida. <laughs> How do you kill it? So do you remember? Um, I mean, again, I was around about this time last year when I was talking about um, that I had a real problem with sugar, and like I was eating my son's Halloween sweets and all, and, and all sorts. And that is a really massive symptom of candida because the candida thrives on sugar, and so I have gone. I'm going through this and have been going through this really stringent diet where I've had to eliminate all sugar and all dairy um, and all yeast. Um, and you do a combination of um, supplements, particular supplements that kind of like help you kill off the candida and this very stringent diet, which I, I've been really, really good at, um, but it's really fucking hard, to be honest with you. But it's just like, you know, what? after six years of like grinding through this, I'm, I've been really determined and I've been really good on it. But um, you, you feel... you So it's delightful, guys, honestly. So basically, it's the, the candida dies off and it's like it releases loads of toxins in your body and then and then it gets eliminated. So you, it's like you're doing a massive detox. So you, so you can't take a medication to kill it off. You've just got to have a boring, boring diet for a long well, time. Well, no, so I'm seeing a, a functional medicine practitioner and it's all about sort of diet and supplements. Now, you can spend a lot of money and get a load of supplements but really the kind, the kind of cheaper long longer term and it's doing the combination of the both the bad thing about it is that as you're going through it you feel absolutely dreadful at points because the candida's dying off and like i say there's toxins shooting around your body before you eliminate them so i felt i felt i felt like dog shit <laughs> quite a few occasions through doing this so and i think i remember saying to you guys actually like over the summer like i really really struggled with my mental health i kind of just put my hands up didn't i and said my anxiety's gone through the roof um 
I mean, to be frank, that's like sort of coupled with the fact that I'm also a freelancer and, and you know, there's all the cost of living crisis and all that kind of stuff going on. Um, but, but yeah, the, I really think the Candida's had a massive impact on my mental health over, over the years. Half the battle is knowing what the problem is, isn't it, if you want to fix it? Completely, completely. But I just think there's so many parallels with, uh, well, 100% parallels with what's going on in, in perimenopause and menopause because the fact is, ultimately, for me, this is about health inequality. The amount of times when I wasn't being taken seriously, I would go back and back and back to my GPs and I just got I did get I, you know I did develop health anxiety because I was ill and I wasn't being listened to and no one seemed to at no point did someone go right hang on a sec let's just regroup let's have a look at all these symptoms and let's look what's going on do you know what I mean it just kind of ground down into this like me just getting mm -hmm. turning up and being tearful experience and sure I, I take responsibility for that as well. But at the same time, I did just think, Jesus Christ, you know, I've been ill for six years. And, yeah. and ultimately, in the end, I've had to pay a shitload of money to get it sorted, just like loads of people are going through perimenopause and menopause. Does sound very familiar, that. Yeah. So does that mean you know that it's on its way out? Are you going to be fully cured and rid of it? Or is it not that simple? Well, put it this way, right? I had a gin and tonic the shit. other day and I didn't feel like complete shit at two o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. like I have done for the past wow. few years. Party girl. Ooh. <laughs> so it's it's you're generally are you you're able to eventually go back to normal i i don't know to be honest with you because i think people are more or less prone to candida you can have a genetic link with candida and i am a stress head you know i've always been well looking back throughout my life i've always had anxiety on and off really in in the olden days before i knew about about these things and what they were I would just be like oh I'm, I'm stressed or oh, I'm a bit stressed oh I'm really stressed and actually looking back on it I'm like no no that was anxiety um so it's about keeping that in check I guess but yeah I mean Christ I'm not going to go back to like you know <laughs> drinking half a bottle of wine on a Wednesday night just a half just watching the telly I don't think that's ever going to happen Very again abstemious. no I know babe yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe it was more than half a bottle of wine all right <laughs> i don't know to be honest with you i'm just sort of looking over the next six months and look, i'm going to take it six months by six months I, I do want to really carry on eating healthily but yeah i just want to do a shout out there look there are so many things that can go on i've also discovered that i don't take on b vitamins particularly well and this works out really well with um totes and because she had a problem with vitamin b12 she's our first guest in in series mm. one so and this was one of the points that she made actually and mm. i've mentioned it before but she's like how can you go and pay for someone when you don't know what's going on because yes she was perimenopausal um but also she had thyroid issues and also she had this issue with like the b vitamins as well and ultimately it's that thing where it's like there are so many things that can go on and if you've got a shitload of money then you're all right but what do you do if you haven't got a shitload of money and listen i'm not I, i've genuinely when i'm spending this money there have t been times when i've felt that i've taken that money away from my family and i felt really guilty about it but I've just had yeah. to do it because... Of course. It was just getting... I was they getting want the, they really want the fun Helen back and the healthy Helen back, don't they? I still feel like that. Or just not, not unwell and not, not anxious. And I'm sure that they don't begrudge a penny of it, Helen, if it makes you well. Thank you, sweetheart. Effing hormones. Sweary, but supportive. Yeah, I think the burning question is really whether you should still be in our gang. I think that is a yes, burning question. I that's think that's a, a very point. good point. 
This is where we vote, is it? I think this is so a very good point. You lot can edit it. That's fine. Yeah. Go on then. I know. She put us all together. She created. <laughs> Perimenopause <laughs> and beyond. Helen, Helen's the Buzz, buzz Lightyear of our gang, isn't she? The beyond. Well, we did, al- we did always say beyond because yeah. the thing is, like, look, there's lots of people in this position, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, you know, when I've been on these Facebook groups, which just started out as uh, per- as a matter of fact, Totes, Totes' own perimenopausal Facebook group she set up um, and some of her issues aren't perimenopausal. It's, it's the same thing, isn't it? We're all trying to negotiate our way through mm. a system that is quite frankly very often misogynistic and very often like not on the side of trying to help you work out what it is because the fact is they don't, they haven't, they haven't got the... They, they don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's if, what if, I was you say. if you don't, if you don't cover women's health in, in your training as a GP, mm. if women's health isn't part of that, and, and menopause and all the things that happen around, you know, midlife as you call it, then how do they know how to look at women holistically if they don't know that some of those symptoms might be look a need to look at hormones or a need to look at you know candida or a need to look at thyroid? If they don't know those things, how can they help? I had someone contacting me recently, wanted to talk about setting up her own podcast. She's got endometriosis and she's a younger woman. And um, she's had awful mm. things said to her, like, like how many sexual partners, have, you know, how many sexual partners have you had? They seem to be obsessed with that. Like, she's in a long-term relationship, you know, and it's the, the sort of medical misogyny. And I, I, I don't even think, I don't even, it's not, I, I don't even think it's intentional. I think there's something even structural about it, institutional about it, you know? I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I, I think you... you're completely right, but I don't think it's necessarily a misogyny thing in the sense that I remember when I first started trying to get someone to take me seriously and go, I'm having all these insane symptoms that aren't normal. I've got anxiety, my heart's racing. Mm. I've got this weird burning mouth thing. I'm literally sitting here sucking ice cubes and I can't stop. Like, what the hell's going on? And their answer was to go on the pill. And that was I remember a, you saying that, that ages ago. That, well, that's where I just was like, oh, fuck this. This is not happening. Like, Mm-mm. I'm like, I don't want to go on the pill. I don't need to go on the pill. I mean, it's like, like I don't, don't want to go on the pill. And it, and it was, that was it. There was just no conversation beyond that. I was like, but that's not, that's not what's wrong here. Like, yeah, I'm not like, I'm not a medical expert, but I'm pretty sure going on the pill is not going to deal with whatever I've got going on. Mm. Um, and it was just it's a lack of education and we keep coming back to the the same we keep coming back to the same thing a a lot of problems in the world frankly are because of a lack of education and ignorance Mm -hmm. and but I think it's just when it starts to acutely affect people on a day-to-day basis where there's just a lack of knowledge out there you put anything into Google and it scares the shit out of you but that's because a lot of the information on Google is coming from the US where you know big farmers a big thing and it's privatized, you know, private healthcare and all this, and it's all driven by money. And really, I would love it. I mean, for, I would, you know, the NHS website to be the one-stop shop, which you hope it is, but also because the research is so lacking and because the education is so poor, even when you go onto the NHS website, the one source that I really want to be able to trust, it's just not there. The, the information yeah. is just not there. So it's, it is about, mm-hmm. um, it's just about everything catching up. But I do feel like, compared to when we first talked about doing this podcast, which mm-hmm. was in 2020, it was lockdown, to mm-hmm. where we are, n- not even a full two years later, I think there's so much more noise being made that I think things are moving in the right direction. I think there's been, given 
given that, you know, we're talking, looking back at our mum's generation and the stuff that they had to go through, where it just wasn't even talked about. Now, I, yeah. d I think I don't, I don't think I go a single day without hearing the word menopause somewhere in the media. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's good though, isn't it? It's good. It's yeah. true. It's good. Actually. It's good. And I think that, I think that hopefully this will just, I mean, cost of living crisis, the government says there's no money, but actually I think that message is still cutting through because yeah. it's 50% of the world's population if they're not going through it now, at some point mm -hmm. will. Um, and I think the other thing that was startling was I was out with some work colleagues the other day. Um, one of them's in her early to mid twenties and we were, we were out and she just sort of said about, or we were talking about, some of us were talking about perimenopause and she was like, what's that? Mm. And, I, and so we explained it to her and she was like, why don't, and she got mad. She was like, why don't I know about this? She was like, really? she got angry. She, got angry. she yeah. was like, why don't I know about this? To be fair, I wouldn't have known what perimenopause is because two years ago, that wasn't in my vocabulary. Mm. You know, it was men it was mm. menopause and I knew that that was supposed to be something that happened in, 50 uh, in your 50s. But that's the point, isn't it, Terry, is, is that why don't why didn't we know about it before? Why didn't we? It's yeah. not like the word perimenopause was invented yeah. two years no. ago. <laughs> you know, it's just and then we just happened yeah. upon it. It's like that that term's been around for a long time. Um, and and actually, I'm really heartened that this last yeah. got angry. I'm really heartened by it. She was furious. She was furious. She was so furious. She's mm. like, why why are we not taught about this in school? Why are we not told that this is what is going to happen? She said, we get told about periods, and even that's in a shit way. Like, why? You know, <laughs> yeah. you only need one extra lesson, wouldn't it? Yeah. I was like, I'm glad you're twenty something and getting angry yeah. now. I love that. I love that. So. Let's hope that momentum continues mm. and the education cuts through. You're right, Bina. It is, it, that is absolutely the next thing to push forward, amongst many other things. I mean, it's quite easy because we've been sort of steeped in this now for like, uh, you know, like you say, just shy of two years. And, and, and you can sort of think, oh, yeah, everything's brilliant. All these people are talking about it. There's been all this campaigning and Davina on the telly and this, that and the other and great. And you, you kind of, but let's not forget that actually we, we need to carry on. Yeah, yeah, we're not. We need to yeah, carry on. Totally. Totally, but yeah. I think it, I think I think though that you know, like any area, investment's needed. Investment is needed mm. by government, by pharma, by medical research bodies, by and it, and I don't mean just financial investment. I mean investment in time, resources, and time. resources, yeah. and the will needs to be there. Yes, the will needs to be there. I mean, we mm. had the Gen M ladies on at the start of our, you know, series one. It's almost like there's also a sitting market right mm -hmm. here. You know, mm. it's not like it's, it's, you know, I don't know. I think when the world put their heads together and so much progress has been made on HIV, we can see what the world does when it comes together to create a vaccine for COVID. Mm. Um, I mean, of course, these are really, you know, big, big things as well. Very life-threatening issues, life and death issues for many people. Uh, people who are in poverty are disproportionately affected negatively by those things. But at the same time, it just shows the will can be there if we're all pulling in the same direction. And if 50% of the world are going through this shit in some way, shape or form, then let's just keep keep going. Let's just keep going. Be there for president. I was just <laughs> thinking the same thing. Yeah. That was such a rousing speech. That was great. Brilliant, Bina. Oof. Oof. Let's vote I'm her in. Obina. Obina. Yes, we can. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. It really Excellent. was a TED Talk. It could be a TED Talk. It was fabulous. Well, I think we've set the world to rights for 2023. What do you think, girls? Yeah. But Bina's right. We cannot 
take our foot off the gas. We've got to keep on going and keep on talking about the menopause and keep on doing effing hormones. And we may even let Helen Brown stay with us, I guess, for the rest of the year. <laughs> I think we might have to because uh, yeah, we need to we need someone to rally us together and Listen, kick our asses. Like, look, into if shape. you give if you give a shit about health inequality of any kind, mm. then I think you know effing hormones is yeah. for you, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And like I say, I, I was having a problem with my estrogen, and I do have a high testosterone. It's all right. We'll still oh, talk to you, Helen. You don't still worry. have hormones. You still have hormones. <laughs> I still have a problem with my hormones. <laughs> you still have a hormonal issue. Please. Uh, yeah, I mean, the other thing is, you know, we've got a lot of people who've got teenage kids, teenage daughters, teenage sons. There's all sorts of hormone issues. Oh, yeah. There's every yeah, hormone yeah. issue. We're all yeah. walking hormones, frankly, with... You know, <laughs> well, that's attractive. <laughs> yeah. So what are our resolutions then for the new year? Listen, if, you, if you've got ideas, if you want us to cover it, if you want to cover, want us to cover anything, then get in touch. Go to the website, effinghormones.com. Uh, there's an email address and the contact box on there. Let us know what you want on the contact page. Thank you. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Now, we did have a request a while ago for um, dating in perimenopause. Um, I want to get that oh, yeah. lined up. We did. We should revisit that. We're definitely going to revisit that. Although, are any of us in that position where we can talk about that? Well, I tell you, it's not dating, but I did find this fantastic woman to talk about libido, so I definitely want to get her booked. But, yeah, more on the way, yeah, girls, cool. more on the way. Mm-hmm. What about you? Anyone else resolutions? I'm going to carry on with my yoga. Oh, God. Well, I have actually joined a gym. Have you? In the last week. In well fact, done. yesterday. But, you know... And I've been once, so it's a start, isn't it? And uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a lot of money, but um, as my partner Sharon keeps saying, it is an investment for our family, and it's um, and we need to be showing Neve as well that you know going to the gym and getting fit and taking a swim, it's good. a good swimming pool, is so important to your well-being, to your mental health as well. I've been talking about mental oh, health fab. a lot this episode, so we've decided it is worth the money for us all to be healthy and have good mental health. Is it the well-being. one near you? Yes. Near where you've moved to. Oh, uh, yeah, it is nice yes. in there. There's yeah, a 25 yeah. metre pool, so that's the main reason I've joined. Very so, good. Yeah, so that is my New Year's resolution, Fabulous. to not waste that massive amount of money we've just spent on a gym membership <laughs> and actually go at least twice a week, which is what everybody says in January, but, you know, we're going to have to do it. How about you, Bean? Have you got any resolutions? My resolution is to not make any. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm I'm not a massive fan of resolutions. I do, I just yeah. I just don't do them. I don't stick to them. There's no point <laughs> for me. Yeah. What about you, Tessa? Have you got any lined up? No, I like Bina's philosophy though, because I never really stick to any. But I I I want I want to get more balance. I think in my life, mm-hmm. not just hormonally, more of the fun stuff. I think. There's been a lot of seriousness over the last couple of years and a lot of a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress with COVID and everything. Yeah. It feels like we're coming out, well, we are out the other end of it, thankfully. So I think I want to start embracing the joy again. And, and I've been trying, but, you know, maybe work a bit harder mm. at that. So I applaud I that. that. Brilliant sentiment. You all, you, you, either you all froze then or you all looked really like serious. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't serious. We were listening <laughs> intently. Yeah. We were yeah. listening intently. It was serious, but it was very heartfelt and wonderful. Yeah. I love it. Now, my my favourite news resolution, which I did a few years ago, and I think this was probably at the start of perimenopause for me, and, and the menopause did it for me anyway, but my news resolution was to take less shit. And I think... Oh, I love Yeah, the more that. menopause you get, the angrier you get, the less shit you take anyway. Mm. So I think the menopause just helped me through that news resolution a few years ago, actually. 
but yeah it's a good one because it's 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 easier to do than going to the gym brilliant <laughs> yes that's my favorite one i vote for that one <laughs> great stuff any of our listeners whatever's going on in your lives just uh here's to a happy healthy fun 2023 Slightly from all the Slightly warmer 2023 yeah. as well. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And that is it for this episode of Effing Hormones. We will see you again in about a month. So big love to all of you from the gang. Bye. 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 Welcome to the world of Casherelle. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. do you remember it? Have you, met, have you met my friend, Candida? Have you met my friend, Candida? <laughs> oh, God. In case you're wondering what the hell that was all about, that was me ripping off a, a Victoria Wood sketch. Anyway. Right, Find come on. later. I yeah. still miss Victoria Wood. I miss oh, Victoria Wood. Oh. Right, Ems, are you going to do the intro? Okay. Yeah, you got it on your that. email. Ready? Uh-huh. Three, two, one, go.